Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, creator of Moderation Through Macros, founder of Strong Mamas and Macros, as well as a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and yoga teacher. I created this podcast to offer you tips, strategies, and tools to help you find your strength from the inside out through mindset, exercise, and of course, nutrition. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast. Um, I wanted to do just one final little bonus episode in this little series that we've been working on, and you probably guessed it. We're going to be talking about dietary fats. So if you haven't listened to the episode on ways to boost protein in your diet, then scroll back and do that. And also make sure that you listen to the episode that was just published earlier this week, all about carbohydrates. So proteins, carbohydrates, and fats make up our our essential macronutrients. And if you're not familiar with macronutrients, that's okay. Macronutrients have become quite the buzz recently. And that's exactly why I've created my free masterclass that's coming up Thursday, May the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can head to updogwellnessandfitness.com forward slash webinar and register for that. It's totally free. I'm going to break down in much more detail about these different macronutrients as well as how to calculate them for your body, your lifestyle, and your goals. Um, So a lot, a lot of high value stuff, high level coaching going to be going down in this webinar coming up on Thursday, May the 27th. And if you are listening to this after May 27th, then make sure you head to the website and um, grab all kinds of other free resources that I have for you to help you make your goals and your dreams a reality. All right, let's hop into chatting today about dietary fats. So dietary fats, you know, um, I was talking about people fearing carbs the other day, but dietary fats have really been through the ringer um, in the nutritional space over the years. So, you know, we've gone from an older thought pattern that consuming fats make you overweight, they slow you down, and they even cause heart attacks from everyone going into a keto or a paleo or, you know, a high fat, high protein kind of situation where we're throwing bacon bacon on top of bacon. And so this podcast is not going to be permission for the bacon on bacon, but, you know, have a couple slices of bacon every once in a while. Um, But, you know, it's about helping you develop awareness around focusing on the right fats for your body, your needs, and your goals. So the bottom line is, is that the right fats can help you become stronger, fitter, and yes, actually lose weight. So healthy fats aid in recovery. They help to nourish fatty tissues. So, you know, like your brain, Um, you know, eyes, mucous membranes, all those things. Yes, they definitely help with skin. Um, And then they also help. Uh, help us absorb really important vitamins such as A and D. Without having a healthy fat intake, then, you know, the vitamin D that we're out in the sun trying to get for our body um, is not going to be as as uh, well used as it could be. And, you know, fats are crucial for muscle building. We know that protein is the, the queen of the building macronutrients, but fats help. Um, and, you know, most importantly for the women that are listening, especially women that are dealing with menopause or cycles or or things like PCOS or even endometriosis, um, healthy fats are, are really 
crucial for healthy hormone production. And they're also important for things like your sex drive. So healthy fats do a lot for us. I think, you know, there's one common theme that you may have figured out in the last couple of episodes here is that macronutrients are important. It's important to understand the makeup of our food. It's important for us to understand where the calories that we're taking in or, you know, the energy, if we want to look at it as energy intake, energy and calories are the same thing, um, that it's really, really, really important to develop this awareness around where we're getting our energy from, where we're getting our calories from. And so, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, like I know so many listeners come to this podcast seeking for fat loss advice. Um, If you're coming in looking for that, you know, you may have been told that in order to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit, which scientifically that is true. That is true. You have to be in an energetic deficit in order to lose, but the benefit of understanding where that caloric deficit comes from leans us more into, okay, we can get into true body recomposition. We can get into fat loss. We can get into, you know, playing with how our physique actually looks rather than just cutting out our certain aspects of our day-to-day or diet and our energy intake in order to achieve that caloric deficit, which will help us lose weight. As a reminder, and I'm kind of going on a tangent here, um, weight loss can come from muscle, weight loss can come from fluid, weight loss can come from all of these things, but when we're paying attention to where our calories are coming from, when we're paying attention to where the deficit is created, then we're actually paying attention to maintaining muscle mass, building muscle mass, and making sure that the, the numbers that we lose and the inches that we lose is actually coming from body fat versus just overall weight. Um, so that's really, really, really important to understand. All right. So back on the topic of just fat. Uh, So, you know, another beneficial aspect of fat, I've talked about how protein is the most satiating macronutrient, but having a healthy fat intake can be really helpful in making sure that our food tastes good and it is satisfying. So satisfaction is another key factor in, you know, preventing cravings and binge episodes. If we are constantly leaving our meals feeling um, dissatisfied or, you know, like we're jonesing for something or our food is bland or it's not tasting good, what's ultimately going to happen is again, you know, I use the analogy of a child in, in Target or a grocery store or whatever, you know, if we're not satisfied and if we want something, we're going to be fixated on that thing that we want. And so ultimately, you know, our psychology and our physiology is going to start throwing tantrums and we can't bully ourselves into just eating bland, tasteless food. We need to have an element of satisfaction. I am huge into finding enjoyment in the process so that that we can, you know, enjoy the journey. Yes, that makes the journey a little bit slower, but it makes the results lasting forever and ever and ever. So making sure that we're leaving each and every meal, each and every time we eat, we should have some sort of element of satisfaction. Now, for some people that leans more towards high volume foods. So more lean vegetables and and things like that. But for the most part, we know that we need a certain amount of healthy fats and we know that fats are tasty. We know that fats can increase that satisfaction, satisfaction factor so they can be really beneficial in in helping us stay happy and full um, rather than just hungry and snacky all the time. So that can be really, really helpful as well. So you know, now we get into the question, okay, how do I do this? What is a healthy fat? Uh, so eating healthy fats can be as simple as just adding some healthy nuts. So almonds, cashews, even pistachios, you know, just any kind of healthy nut. This is 
you know, generally not the ones that are loaded in salt and sodium, although that's okay every once in a while. Um, but adding in some, some nuts to your yogurt, to your oatmeal, or just having a handful as a snack. Um, using oil on your salad. This is one of my favorite ways to do it, especially as we get into the warmer summer months. I am a huge, huge, huge fan of grilled salads. And so um, I'll definitely share some grilled salad recipes on the blog, on the website, and in the Strong Mamas and Macros Facebook community as we get into these months, because it's definitely something that I do quite a bit. Uh, but even having, you know, grilled protein sources and having a really nice light oil-based dressing is so delicious and so satisfying for me. Um, so I definitely use that quite a bit. Of course, you know, we cook in oils and things like that. And I'm going to give you some tips there in, in just a moment, but we cook in oils and, you know, guacamole is a super popular food. Uh, we just always associate it with chips, right? So using guacamole and using avocado is a super healthy fat, it's high in fiber. It's really good for you. We probably just don't need to eat a whole uh, avocado every single day, but having some guacamole, even if you don't make it yourself, right? I'm, I love getting, um, I think the brand is, is holy guacamole. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but they have the little single serve packets. And, um, I love those to go on top of rice cakes. It's one of my favorite afternoon snacks. Um, if you need a little extra protein, just as a, as a little side, quick little recipe, a rice cake with a little bit of guacamole on top and a horrible hard boiled egg slice with some red pepper flakes on top is really, really delicious. Um, so if you've never tried anything like that, I highly recommend trying it super easy, inexpensive, and actually, if you're traveling with a cooler, it's a really easy snack to travel with because rice cakes obviously keep the holy guacamole can go in a cooler with ice, as can your hard boiled eggs. Easy peasy um, for a summer road trip snack. So but also, you know, guacamole and fresh veggies, putting guacamole on top of a salad, uh, taco salads. I know I'm talking all about salads. Can you tell? I might be craving one today. Um, you know, taco salads can be a really great way to do it. You can, you know, even put a shell in there. I've been experimenting with different types of taco shells since I've recently become gluten-free. Um, but, you know, if you need some carbs, that's a great way to do that. But creating a really hearty taco salad where you have taco meat, some guacamole, you can add an oil-based dressing add a little bit of cheese that could be a great way to get you know a little bit of that satisfaction in there with the dietary fats um, all kinds of vegetables that's a really great way to basically hit all of your macros just in one bowl um, which I am all for making it simple and tasty um, that's a win every time but you know just having some straight up guacamole and veggies avocado toast on you know we talked about some smarter carbs so finding a smarter so source uh, of a bread or, or a bagel or something like that to have some avocado, um, you know, and an egg. An egg also does contain fats. So this can be actually a common problem when people are trying to increase their protein intake. They want to get a whole bunch of eggs, but we do have to be conscious and aware of the fat content in eggs. Some protein sources, yes, contain a fair amount of fats in there as well. Um, so we just need to be mindful again of what our food is made up of. And this is where tracking macros and building that awareness can be so, so, so crucial to achieving the physique goals that we want and kind of troubleshooting um, any kind of other thing as far as our health, our fitness, and our wellness goes. So 
working with your new uh, macronutrient balance is helpful here. So this is helpful in knowing like where we should add fats, what we already eat. Um, for example, if you are a huge fan of fattier meats, um, such as some beefs, fish, things like that, then, you know, some days then we don't need to worry about adding things on. We actually just need to be a little bit more conscious of where we're taking it in. However, if you are, for example, maybe vegetarian or you consume a lot of uh, lean meats, I consume a lot of lean, really lean meats um, in the summer months. It just sits a little bit better with me. I don't know. We just kind of switch over. And so I have to be, um, be, conscious of the fact that I'm actually taking in the appropriate macronutrient balance. Um, I don't like for women to under consume fat. So not below 40 grams and men not below 60. So, you know, if we're eating, you know, junk foods and, and less, less than ideal foods, it becomes a little bit easier to get that fat, fat content up. However, we do want to make sure that we're getting most of our fat content from healthier, smarter choices um, so that we're, uh, we're avoiding some of the other things that come along with those less desirable fat choices. Although once again, always okay in moderation. So, you know, paying attention to what we're doing as far as meal planning, this is where meal planning can be really beneficial, not just so that you have a plan, not just so that you know what is going on with your food. Um, and so, you know, it makes tracking macros for sure a little bit easier, but knowing when we need to add in a little extra healthy fat here, a little bit of extra healthy fat there. It's the same with protein. It's the same with carbs. However, what I find is it's very easy, and this is from personal experience and for coaching now hundreds of women. Um, once we start focusing on protein, it gets a little bit easier to bring that up. Sometimes it gets a little bit difficult to, to meet that, that fat threshold there. If we're choosing fattier sources of protein, such as I already spoke about the eggs, um, things like uh, salmon and, and different fatty fishes where people start to gravitate and get that. Um, but you know, then we get to focus on lean proteins and, and carbs once we get comfortable with carbs, almost come like second nature, especially if you're training quite a bit, right? Uh, because when you start to understand how your body uses carbs, it makes it a little bit easier to hit that number. And then fats kind of just, you know, slide away. And so making sure that we're paying attention to this and that we're, we're feeding our body appropriately can be really, really crucial, again, just for overall health and wellness, fat loss aside, but getting into, you know, making sure that we're consuming enough in order to elicit that, that fat loss that we desire is, is important as well. So, uh, but you know, as always, our main focus is what we can do consistently, right? So I, I talk to my clients and this is not something that I've really shared on the podcast very much. And so I was actually making a note before I popped on here today to, to record a whole episode on this is um, a concept around nutritional levels. So just like in exercise, just like in anything that you do, there's beginners, there's intermediate, and there's advanced. And so the skills and the habits that you learn as a beginner when it comes to macro tracking, when it comes to your nutrition, are things that you'll carry with you for the rest of your life. However, as we start to get more comfortable and confident and consistent with the basic stuff, that's when we can start to move to more intermediate levels. So what does that mean? On a basic level, you probably will start out with your macros eating close to the same thing every single day. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Why? Because it will build competency, it will build confidence, it will build consistency, and it will probably yield some sort of result. Um, 
So doing that, there's nothing wrong with that. But at some point, and I talk to my clients a lot, you know, the results are in the mundane, boring, like once we get to that consistency part, anybody that starts tracking macros, anyone that starts any nutrition fitness plan, they come into it and they're super excited. I've seen this again and again and again. And unfortunately for some, they just wind up dropping off. Um, you know, macros are life-changing. I truly believe that. I truly believe that you, if you were after body recomposition goals, if you were after, you know, a way to have flexibility and sustainability, I believe that that discovering macros, being mindful and aware of how we consume and what our food is make up, made up of, and then adding in the element of moderation which is exactly what I teach in my program, Moderation Through Macros, um, is, is life-changing for many, many people. But it's not easy. It's not easy. It's something that you have to work for and you have to earn. You have to be willing to dig deep. You have to be willing to do the work. And you have to be willing to put in the reps. You have to be willing to mess up. You have to be willing to become consistent. And then it gets easy. And then it gets boring. Um, and so, you know, that's where, you know, for some people, the discovery and the messing up and the playing with it is exciting. It's changing. We're doing things. They feel like they're doing things. And then we get to this point where I'm like, stay the course. And we just stay. And we hang out there. And, you know, maybe a couple of macro adjustments here and there. But for the most part, when you've learned, when I adjust your macros, you're like, okay, we're just going to keep going. Um, and that can be boring. <laughs> and so consistency is the key. But when it comes to the basic level, once we've mastered that, once we master basic things like food tracking, once we master things like reading food labels, once we master things like hitting our macros, then we move into a more intermediate level, right? And that's where we start to change it up. That's where we play with fun foods. That's where we start baking. That's where we start, you know, exploring different items on the menu when we eat out. But for a lot of people, when they first start with macros, we're looking for the same thing. Thing, the restaurant uh, menu. And I'll be honest, uh, I've been doing this for quite some time. And there are a lot of times where by the time I get to a restaurant, I'm just exhausted with everything else that's going on in my life. So it drives my husband absolutely insane to just be like, I'm just going to order the same thing. Because, you know, first of all, my tracker has it memorized. Second of all, uh, it's it's easy for me to just, just stay on track with things like that. And so there is an element of comfort there. There is an element of ease and that's fine. But once you're really comfortable there, then you do get to branch out. And so, and so, yeah, so different ways, uh, we can branch out with our oils and our healthy fats, um, are to, to play with different types of things. Like, you know, a lot of people just gravitate towards olive oil, but for high heat cooking, avocado oil, grapeseed oil, or clarified butter, um, is, you know, or ghee is, are things that are probably better suited for the job. So things like searing meats and things like that. But, you know, understanding that makeup compared to olive oil, coconut oil, or regular butter, those are totally different things. Um, it is important to, recruit the right fat for the right job. And so when it comes to, you know, sauteing vegetables, this is another great way to just get in some healthy fats. A lot of people come to me and they're afraid to just do things like add regular butter to their vegetables. But if we're under consuming fats, that's a super easy way to just get multiple things in together. So, you know, I don't ever want anyone to feel like they have to live on chicken, broccoli, rice, things like that. But in all reality, taking basic foods like chicken and broccoli and adding in some butter. Okay. Now we have our fat. Um, we can add in 
some sweet potatoes, we can add in some rice, we can add in some things, but add in some flavor, add in some fun. And so that takes a really basic meal, which by the way, you can order at most restaurants. Um, that takes a really basic meal and turns it into something that you can spice up, spice down, or make a little bit more exciting as we're working on those basic skills and those basic habits. Again, I'm going to talk more about starting with the basics in my free masterclass coming up on Thursday, the 27th of May at 7 p.m. Eastern. So please go to the website, register for this masterclass. If you can't attend live, I am going to send the replay out, um, but I'm only going to send out the replay to the, the people that are ready to learn. They're ready to take action for their health, their happiness, um, and their physique by the deadline to register is 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, May 27th. So make sure you register for that because I'm going to go into to detail, like starting, starting at the basics. How can you get this down so that you can continue to create momentum and, and actually get results like this summer, get results. Um, all right. So one of the things that people do find difficult is tracking oils that you cook with. And so I actually have this oil dispenser that I got on Amazon uh, when we moved into our new house that you squeeze and it does measure. And so that's been a game changer because I don't have to dirty up measuring spoons, but it is important that you actually measure. So for me, before I became aware of macros and things like that, a uh, recipe would say, you know, heat, I don't know, a tablespoon of olive oil in your pan. So I would just, you know, eyeball it and dump it. But it's amazing how we overestimate what a tablespoon is. And so I encourage you to, you know, try it and then eyeball it and, and see the difference there. And that can add up to a lot. Um, so make sure that when you're cooking, you do do that. And then what I like to do when I'm cooking for the entire family, even if it's just vegetables, I put the volume of vegetables into my fitness pal with the amount of oil that I use with the seasonings or sauces or whatever that I used. And then I just portion out my portion. And so while it may not be 100% accurate, it's pretty accurate as far as the amount of oil that I'm actually consuming. So that's one of my big tips there is to actually, actually do it. Now, if we're cooking meats, um, if we are cooking, um, you know, any kind of fatty food, I do drain off the fat, of course, from my fattier meats, beef, things like that, pork chops, whatever. Um, but one thing that I do with some fattier foods that are cooked in oil for searing or whatever, if I'm not going to measure and track that oil, let's say I need to consume a little less fat that day, maybe I'm having um, a steak, for example, and it has a, a fairly high content, although once again, I do trim off the fat um, of my meats. So those can be a little bit hairy as far as exact fat content. Um, but I do pat the oil off. I'm, I'm really big on that. So I'm removing any excess oil. And so I can have a little bit more control over my fat content. Now, does this, is this really available at a restaurant? No, not always, but you can look for things that are grilled and things like that, that are not going to be just slathered in oil, um, in order to be cooked. So that's an important consideration as well. So if you're looking to increase your healthy, um, your healthy fats in your daily diet, aside from the above, uh, one of my favorite, I talked about it with the grilled salads is making the salad dressing. So I did write most of these tips into an article. 
uh, they are on the website updogwellnessandfitness.com under articles. And I've got a little formula there for creating your own salad dressing. And so this is a formula that I use. It is so not scientific. You can make this in a million different ways, but it just lists out the, the oil, the acid, you know, different ways to put in herbs or flavoring. You can make absolutely anything. I've actually been doing this so long that I don't like most of the salad dressings that you get at the store. Um, I much, much, much prefer my own homemade oil-based dressings. And this is also a great way to know exactly what's going in there. But one of my favorite things to do, especially in the summer, I know I'm just, you know, it's coming up on Memorial Day weekend here. And, um, you know, that's kind of the kickstart of summer. And so I'm so focused on summer. But, um, you know, taking things from the garden and creating chopped chopped, dried, chopped herbs and things like that. So that, you know, everything in my salad dressing can really actually be homemade and it's so delicious and so satisfying. It makes slowing down to eat, eating until satisfaction, eating until full so much easier when it tastes good and you want to savor it. All right, guys, I hope that this was super, super helpful. Um, as always, please come into the Strong Mamas and Macros Facebook community. Share with us right now, this week in real time, we're doing a little fun plank challenge. It's just just some good fun. Um, and of course, that masterclass is coming up Thursday, May 27th at 7 p.m. You can head to updogwellnessandfitness.com forward slash webinar to register. Totally free. And if you can't make it live, I know that can be bedtime for some people and depending on your time zone, might be a little bit more challenging. I will be sending out the recording so you can watch listen, whatever at your leisure. All right. Have a great rest of your day, guys. And I will talk to you again soon.